Hi there, Coach Paula here. I know you're getting a lot from season one of Make Him Wonder, and I want you to get even more in season two. Go now to the 8020 Wonder Club and become a member. The 8020 Wonder Club is a membership club where you'll get all the new episodes of season two the moment they come out. Otherwise, you're going to miss out. That's the 8020wonder.club. Make this your year to be consistently mindful of what it takes for a relationship to go the distance. Go to the 8020wonder.club and I'll see you in the clubhouse. Once you're chosen as that woman of value, you can be more of your complete sexual self. There's a very big difference between addiction and use. He may not be doing anything that he would feel would debase you. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and thanks for joining us today on the Make Him Wonder podcast. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Each episode, I talk with one real live woman with a real life relationship problem or concern in real time meaning it's going on right now. Sometimes I have guests and sometimes I talk about an issue I think is important for all of us. And today I do have a guest, however, and I'm excited to have her on the program. Her name is Rachel and she is 31 years old and has been married to 32-year-old Paul for three years. Rachel is concerned about Paul viewing her as his dream girl after she discovered him with pornography. She's also questions about initiating sex and how she might encourage Paul to be more giving of gifts. So I welcome her today. Hi, Rachel, how are you? Hi, Paula. I'm fine. Thank, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Welcome. So I, I was very excited to speak with you about this because um, I know this is a, a problem that many couples are dealing with. And I want to hear more about you, your relationship, uh, how, this, how you found this out. And uh, I, I really want to know, you know what is going on now and how this is presenting a problem in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I met my husband uh, online dating. Mm-hmm. We dated for one year, so we got engaged. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I felt that he saw me as his dream girl. Once I was in his apartment. When you were dating? Yeah, while yeah, we were engaged. Mm-hmm. And so I was in his room. And uh, I, I discovered um, magazines under his bed. Mm-hmm. And so it uh, was like um, 
bikini, bikini magazines. And huh. for me, it was really, really disappointed. I was really disappointed that day because I wasn't expecting to uh, found those, those kind of things with him. And yeah. so let me ask you at this point in your, so how far into your dating did you discover this? Like how many months or weeks? One year, about one year and two months. Okay, so you were engaged at that time. Yeah. I see. And did you, were you having a sexual relationship with him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when you discover this, now this does not sound like hardcore porn. This sounds like kind of what we used to call like girly magazines. Yeah, and for me, uh, I think it's harder this way. You know why? Because harder than hardcore? Yes. I see. I think, Tell me about that, yeah. I think when when it's, it's porn, it's porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a, a real woman naked, a couple have, having sex. I think it, when it's uh, it's really showing what it is, it's better than when it's not real porn. I understand. I mean, when when it's like uh, more like sensual things, mm-hmm. like a bikini pictures, as as my case. I think it's it's a little bit. Too, Worst because it involves more imagination, more fancy. I understand where you're coming from with that. I, I get that, and I, mm-hmm. I I appreciate that difference as well. I understand uh, what what you're saying because about that. Of course, Paula, there there are kinds of porn, as for example, with animals. That's an absurd. <laughs> That if, if I found, if it was with animals, I, I will just run away. Right, right. Yeah. There are those kind of uh, uh, pornography that are, are really hard. But uh, in my case, it, it was like the, the soft porn that they mm-hmm. call soft. Mm-hmm. But it was still hurtful for me. Um, to see those images, um, to see that uh, it's a lot of Photoshop involved, a lot of um, perfect bodies. Right. They put like perfect bodies uh, in the magazine. So for me, it was really hurtful. I, I see. So I want to ask you a couple of questions about that. When you, when you discover it, did you talk with him about it? Yes, I talked in the same day. I couldn't control myself and I talked to him. Yes. And he... First, he said that it was like uh, he bought those magazines while he was uh, single. But so I told him that uh, there was a lot of those magazines and I told him that a lot of them... Uh, were old, 
but there there were a few that uh, um, they were new, so he bought those magazines while he was uh, he was with me. So he had to to lie in the beginning when I talked to him about it to lie to say that uh, that he he wasn't wasn't using the magazines anymore, but it was it was a lie because there there were a few that they were new. Okay, so uh, you knew that he wasn't being truthful with you. What effect yeah. did that have in the moment? You were already engaged at this point. What and, and now it's three years later, and yeah. I'm wondering. Uh, have you been struggling with it? Now you're living together. You got married. So what has been, obviously you know what's in your home now. And yeah. are these magazines still there? Is he hiding, uh, doing the telltale signs of um, looking at things like spending more time on the computer or um, being secretive about his a phone or computer usage, you know, that kind of thing. Are there signs that this has escalated? Why now are we talking about this? Because obviously you got married. You must have felt things were were okay so that you could. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell me about that. Why now? So uh, in the time we talked a lot about, he, about this issue mm -hmm. and the he put all the magazines in the trash, okay, and he, so, so, so we, we had a lot of conversations about it, about mm -hmm. this, and I, we, we keep dating and we got married and everything, and I, I, there's not, there's no, there's not magazines around anymore. Okay. And I think if he maybe he 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 see those kind of things online in his phone, but I, I don't have access. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I'm I'm not sure, but because he's always with his phone nowadays, it's hard. It's, it's yes. hard. People it's hard are enough. with the phones all the time. So I I don't know. Okay, so here the what is your life like otherwise? What is your sex life like? You obviously just had a baby. You went through that, and that changes things in in some some ways. That changes the sexual relationship. What's mm -hmm. going on right now? So before the baby, it was about three times a week. Now it's been about once or the maximum twice a week. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I'm getting a little frustrated about it because um, I always wait, I always wait for, for him to, to ask me to have sex. Mm -hmm. He doesn't ask and I really want it. And I don't know what to do because I think it, I, we, we talked about 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 it, and he said that 
He wants me to to ask for sex, to not just to him. To initiate. Yeah. And what keeps you from initiating? I don't think it's my paper as a woman initiate sex. Okay, so that's... Avoid it. I'm sorry. I avoid... Yeah, I avoided initiate because it's just when I really, really wanted that I I asked him, but I, I always try to to wait for him to ask to ask for sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, what would you say that he is now saying about your relationship and about your sex life? What would he say about your both? the level of um, his happiness with your relationship and with your sex life, what would he be saying? Look at him. He's happy with our relationship. Now Now that we have the baby, we we are really busy mm-hmm. taking care of the baby and still adapting with the, the new family. Yes. About sex... I'm not. I'm not sure. He seems happy. He just when we talked about it, he, he told me that he 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 wants me to initiate sex too. That we we work like together to to have more time for sex and to try new things because we are a little bit basic on bed. Uh huh. It's a thing that I. I need to help too because he 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 is slow, like he likes the basic, and the, I don't know if me as a woman I can try new things with him or it, or if it, it will be aggressive, if it, it will be more a masculine energy. So you, I know you had told me just we this is the first time we've ever talked and. Um, you had written to me uh, what you did about, you know, discovering him with uh, the the pornography, which you felt it was pornographic. I'm not sure it was pornographic or just very, very suggestive. Uh, and I'm not hearing any indicators that he had a, has a serious addiction, although you are not sure what he's doing on his phone in particular. But you haven't caught him utilizing porn for uh, masturbating or anything like that, correct? No. Okay. And that you're having a, what would be considered in a marriage, a a healthy sex life in terms of once or twice a week now in dealing with a five-month-old baby. That's a Uh a fairly normative and healthy uh, sex life. And have you gone for months on end without having sex or anything like that? Have you ever stopped having sex altogether? No, we had once a a fight and we stayed, I think, two weeks without sex. Okay. Once, like one year ago. Okay. So um, I'm not hearing any right now that there's any red flags. It's but I'm hearing a, what is an interesting thing that you're struggling with, which is mm-hmm. on the one hand, you're fearful of him 
not viewing you as a dream girl or as a sexual creature like men when they view women in those types of magazines or online or in film or whatever. They're seeing mm. the women in a sexual fashion only, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So you're concerned about him not seeing you as that, but yet you're also concerned about initiating sex. And those two things are a little bit at odds. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? How they're, how they're mm, kind of fighting against each other. So yeah, well, I need... Good. Mm -hmm. So any clarification on you saying dream girl? What does it mean for you to be his dream girl? What do you mean by that? So um, dream girl for me, I think the, the man needs to look for the woman as the, as the most value person in the world. Mm -hmm. as like I don't know like um, like when I was dating he, him before engagement and everything I, 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 I had the feeling that he he looked at me as the only woman that um, as the perfect woman for him mm -hmm. the the most beautiful woman in the world, as the most like pleasant um, company that he could have. So I, I had this illusion, and I, I really thought that um, he didn't uh, he didn't ha have feelings for other woman while while we were dating. Mm -hmm. And I had this this feeling while while we were dating, and so when I found um, those magazines for me, it was really sad because I I found that it wasn't the case that he has like he can have feelings for like sexual desires for other girls that in in the case of magazines, they are like perfect there, like with a lot of Photoshop. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not real, not real girls. So. And they aren't. They they aren't real. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I'm glad that you called because I hope this conversation is going to help you see men in a way that will lessen your anxiety about you not being his dream girl and mm -hmm. that if you step into the role as his dream girl you will feel more like it so what I mean by that is this that it is not out of the realm at all for a man to be totally in love with you which it sounds like you felt he was and mm -hmm. if you felt that, he likely was and still is. He married you. He made the decision to marry you, which is very important for his bonding. Mm -hmm. And now he even has a child 
with you. So that further solidifies the bonding. And the bonding comes for him in deciding to take on the responsibility he sees commitment as being. And that's he's done that. So that's all really good. Now, in terms of you being a dream girl, while you can be the absolute woman who's on a pedestal in his life, meaning you do embody all that he wants in a wife, in a partner, in a mother of his children, in all ways being in his life, that does not mean ever that he stops being a man and stops being interested in the female form and sexually aroused by the visuals of other women. Mm -hmm. Okay, That never stops. If he's a heterosexual male, when, that's just a normative thing to happen for him. It is a bit mm -hmm. different with women. When we bond, uh, we, we tend to, mm, our brains tend to shut off about other males in terms of desiring them. Now that doesn't mean it's forever and it comes and goes. There may be someone that interests you uh, sexually when you see them or uh, even someone in your life who you know, but it's easier for us to kind of shut that off, whereas for men, it is a more normative thing that they have that once they decide that they are with you as your husband and have taken on the responsibility for you and any children that come from that commitment, they will also turn themselves off to that. In other words, um, to a great degree, men try very hard not to have affairs, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not hearing anything that you're saying that you're concerned about regarding an affair. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean he won't have interest in seeing other female forms because they arouse him in a, in a slightly different way, which is just something new, right? Mm -hmm. It has no indication of his love for you or even his desire for you. Mm -hmm. It's a normative thing for men. Do you, do you understand what I mean by normative for men? Yeah, I understand you. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, in terms of you being his dream girl, you are now his wife. And what that means to me in terms of how I work with women, and if you've heard any of my stuff or read my book, you know that I believe uh, very strongly in how men tend to view women in one of two categories, and that is Freud's Madonna whore complex in an mm -hmm. overall uh, global way, that they tend to look at us as either the marrying type, meaning a woman of value who is worthy of your achieving and worthy of your time and worthy of committing to. And then there are women to play with, have fun with, just consume, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously you were in the first category, woman to marry, woman of value. 
woman that he sees as possible wife and mother of his children. And he mm. decided to commit to that, right? Mm. So the fact that he saw you in this fashion and mm -hmm. had these magazines, see, one doesn't have anything to do with the other. Mm -hmm. It is very separate in the male mind. Men, you know, desire release of sex um, on a daily basis, usually. And they also understand, however, that making a woman a part of that always is sometimes just use of her. Do you know what I'm saying about that? Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not the same as sex with us. It's different uh -huh. and doesn't make it better or worse. It is just a part of who they are, and sex and love are two very separate things. Mm -hmm. Women, they, we tend to put them together. But men don't in the same way. That doesn't mean that he's not interested in you sexually, doesn't want you sexually, wants others over you. None of that. None of that at all. And for you to be concerned about it will only do one of two things. Or actually, could be both. That it erodes your self-esteem about it, makes you uh, a little stressed out and concerned, and therefore uh, it it provokes tension in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And you walk around not feeling as valued as you really are. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. Because if you step into being the sexual being that I hear that you are, because he's already chosen you and put you in the category of valued wife and mother material, when you bring about your entire sexual being, he will be thrilled with that and see you even more as his dream girl. Mm -hmm. In other words, by you initiating and being the full sexual being that you are, he knows that's in the construct and confines of your marriage. And it's only with him. Mm -hmm. So he will see you as even more of his dream girl. Mm -hmm. Not less. Now, I understand, because I... I you said one of the few things we talked about before we came on the air was that you you have always been a rules girl. Yeah, always. No, uh, not always. Uh, while I was um, younger, like before him, I didn't know about the rules, so I had bad relationships before. Mm -hmm. After I. I knew about the book and I, I learned about the rules, so I applied uh, in a few guys, and so I, I met my my husband, and mm -hmm. 
I follow all the holes with him. Mm-hmm. And you see mm-hmm. how it worked, how it worked really well yeah. to position yeah. you as that woman of value. And, and that's what the rules do. They absolutely do. And they work in that way to allow a man to do what he needs to do to achieve your time, attention, and affection. And that's what makes you of value. Because men only value what they work for. When we're given something, it's not of the same value as when we work for it, correct? Yeah. And that's what Mm -hmm. the rules do to a great degree. And so Mm -hmm. I don't have any concerns that he's not seeing you as his dream girl. Has he been married before? No. Okay. So he he made this commitment to you in a fashion that he had never before made to any other woman. Yeah. Right? And it's it's not at all, like I said, um, out of the realm of being normal that he will, he, he's still, although he's married, he's still a man. Right, And he will still have urges as a man that it doesn't mean he will follow through on. And simply because he had magazines, um, which are, interestingly enough, in today's world, I was, um, after knowing that uh, you had sent to me that you discovered him with pornography, I really didn't know what to expect. In other words, you could have said that he has a severe addiction and he's online in in everything from being online in chat rooms with women and seeking out uh, prostitutes to a very, 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 very lesser degree, which is looking at magazines. In other words, they're not even videos of women. He saw videos. I didn't found him with videos, but he told me in the, when I found the magazines, uh, he told me that sometimes he... He sees uh, videos too. Yes, and that doesn't surprise me because it's interesting that they wanted to do a study on how uh, men are affected by pornography. I forget where it was that they attempted to do the study. But in order to do what's called a double-blind study, uh, which is the only statistically valid in um, certainly in the medical world, in the psychological world, what have you, to do these studies, uh, they need to get a con- what's called a control group. And the control group is the group of people that don't do what, in this case, what the other group is doing, which is watching porn. So in order mm-hmm. to have the study, they needed to have a group of men who watch porn, and then a group of men uh, around the same age, around all the same statistically, so on and so forth, uh, that don't watch porn. And they could not find enough men in the control group (laughs) who had had, uh, not ever seen and not watched some manner of porn. It's Mm -hmm. just in our society. And any young man, it used to be, you know, back in the early uh, 1900s, you know, 1920s and 30s, um, men 
only had at their access for the most part things like the Sears catalog where they saw women in large underwear and bras and that was sexually stimulating to them because it's the only thing they could see. Well now, yeah. 100 years uh, and more later, 120 years later, uh, they are seeing, or excuse me, 100 years later, they get to see all manner of every uh, thing from, you know, titillating stuff to absolutely vile, hideous pornography, right? So mm. now the, the door has been opened and the genie is out of that bottle and it can never really go back. So yeah. the point is that he doesn't seem to be, you're not indicating to me that there's any real problem here. He, mm -hmm. to me, sounds like a normative guy that has a healthy sexual appetite and that you are part of that vis-a-vis, -vis, prior to the baby, you were having sex three times a week. Mm -hmm. He's not having any functional problems. In other words, when you have sex, you say it's basic, but he seems to be satisfied. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you want to spice things up a bit. Yeah, just one thing more about pornography. My sister, sure. her first wedding, uh, her first marriage, uh, she ended it because pornography, because he was really addicted. He, ah. he didn't have sex with her to, to see things online. Uh -huh. So he was really, really sick because pornography. Mm. And they got so divorced. Yeah. 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 So has that, her experience and talking to her about it, has that colored your view and you're worried that your husband is going down that path? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. Yeah. So it's really important that you, you know, that you are aware of the fact that you've been your senses have been heightened in a way because a woman very close to you has had that experience. Yeah. But there is a very big and vast difference between a man needing some visual stimulation for masturbation, i.e. those magazines were under his bed probably because he wasn't um, in, uh, married at the time and didn't have a steady source perhaps of sex and he used mm -hmm. those magazines when he was masturbating yeah that's very typical and normative mm -hmm. when it gets to the point of it becoming a an absolute need for him besides being with you or in lieu of being with you or being desensitized to regular normative sexual relationships uh, with a woman, then it's an issue. But there's a very big difference between addiction and use. Mm -hmm. And I think for you, it's going to be really important for your marriage uh, so that you feel really comfortable that you delineate in your mind between addiction and occasional use. 
because mm-hmm. they really are two very different things. And addiction, porn addiction is a very serious issue in marriage. And there are a lot of statistics about uh, the use of pornography um, in marriage, how it, it does lead to many more divorces. Uh, but that's addiction. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important for you to delineate that. And it does not sound to me uh, like he has an addiction. Have you ever talked more about it now that, you know, you've been together three years? Are you continuing? Con- excuse me. Are you continuing to talk about it? No, I, I asked him that uh, I don't want those kind of magazines around our house. But uh, so he didn't he didn't uh, buy it anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I just don't know as what he does in, in the phone and those things. I don't know, but there's no magazines around anymore. Okay. So mm-hmm. it, it seems to me that if you don't, in, uh, in a funny way, put this to bed, you're going mm-hmm. to be much more bothered by it and not see yourself as the woman I think he's seeing you as being. He is seeing you as his dream girl just by virtue of him deciding you're the one. That takes a lot, right? He decided you're the one and he was, what, 29 years old? Yes. Mm -hmm. You have a, a good sex life that you can build on. And that would be my recommendation for a quote-unquote fix for both of you. Meaning that he's saying something to you that you want to really hear. What he's saying is, I want you to initiate at times. I want this to feel like a really reciprocal sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And you, your resistance, I think, is only coming from, in other words, it's not coming from a deep-seated, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a deep-seated uh, religious aversion to being sexual, um, a moral or ethical uh, aversion to being sexual in a marriage, uh, anything like that. It's coming from your concern that if you initiate, he's going to see you as less than the woman of value. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is I, there any yeah. element of the other and that you just think it is, it's not right in some fashion? Yeah, I think like I, I get frustrated because I think he he needs he needs to initiate the, the the sex. But he has been for the three years, has he not? Yeah. Okay, so why would you why would you be concerned that a husband wants to know that you really want him? and want sex with him as well. Mm-hmm. Why, would that be, why would that be off-putting to you? I think he always asks me um, the way that we work, 
uh, he always asked me before if I wanted to have sex before something happened. So I always I always try to say yes, either when I'm not really in the mood. But um, so I have this openness to to have sex with him. And for me, as a woman, I think this is enough. But for that, it's enough. Is that what you said? Yeah, I think for me it's enough that that I'm open to have sex with him when when he when he he come to me to have sex. So, but uh, but I'm for, hearing that you say that you would like more sex. Yeah. Okay, so if you do, and that's part of who you are. That is only going, that's music to a man's ears. Mm-hmm. He's going to love that. He wants to be wanted by you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that? Yeah, like, I think my husband and I, we are, we are having like... Um, a, a, a different time now because for him every day he, he he can't he can't do every day so we try always have sex and the other day just to rest so we always uh, we, we always try to take a break okay uh, and to do every day because it's too much for him okay so um but on the days that you know that, you know, it's okay, he's mm-hmm. going to be really thrilled. He's asking you for that. If he were asking you for something else in your marriage, would you, would you want to give that to him if it were something else? And he were asking, honey, would you be, uh, I'd really like you to give me a, a back rub at the end of the day. Would you be open to that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so why is it when he says, I'd like you to initiate, why it is that you would feel resistance to that? Because I don't feel that uh, I need to initiate. I think that he needs to be crazy about me and crazy to have sex, not me, the woman. Well, that's something that is a, uh, you know, I just differ with you because I, I think that that is a recipe uh, that for a long-term marriage and for marriage mm-hmm. is not one that's going to service you very well. Uh-huh. Because once a man commits, he wants to see the fullness of you within the, the confines of uh, the marriage and him and he wants to know that you want him as much as he wants you. And you're hiding who you are. I think that's very sad for him and for you. Because you're, there's a concern for you, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the concern is if you show him who you are in this way, and you initiate sex, that he will stop valuing you and seeing you as a woman to be honored and uh, uh, put you on a pedestal. 
Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would beg to differ with you. I think that I, I understand where it comes from because there is a component and it's so funny that we're talking about this today because I just did a podcast on uh, women understanding why it is that when men view very, very sexy pictures of the woman, especially selfies, that they say, "Mm, I love it, I love that she's so sexy, but I'm not going to marry her because they fear being cheated on. Mm -hmm. But you see, you have shown him by doing the rules initially, and and what I meant to say about this is that when a woman shows herself to be just the the very sexual being and and comes at the man from the beginning as allowing herself to be the fullness of herself sexually, he may not be able to handle that and may not see you as the woman of value that he needs to see you to marry you. But when it's done in the other way, he's going to be so happy. So happy. And he's... He's telling you, and you're now in a committed, you've been married for three years, you have a five-month-old, he sees you as the mother of his children, it has not turned him off to you sexually, it's that in order to keep it going for both of you, he wants a reciprocal relationship sexually. And that will help him not go to other Uh, forms of titillation, i.e. pictures on his phone or magazines or videos or what have you. In other words, the more you are your sexual self with him, the more he will be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my take on it. And my advice to you would be to step by step Allow yourself to see how happy you will make him by being your sexual self and initiating. Because all the the not initiating now is just from fear. It's fear-based. Mm-hmm. Fear that you're going to ultimately... Uh, lose his interest, uh, lose him completely. Uh, and, and oddly enough, what we fear, we create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean by that? If you continue to fear yeah. it and you don't step into the fullness of who you are and show your husband who you are sexually... He's already chosen you. He already values you. You're not going to uh, demean yourself by being sexual with him. Mm -hmm. He knows he deserves that in some way, deserves in quotes, but he deserves that. You're now, he made you his wife. Why wouldn't you be okay with being fully sexual with him? That's from the male mind. Why there's there's no reason you wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's something for you to really think deeply about and get in touch with your fear, 
I happen to believe in a totally different way that um, once you're chosen as that woman of value, you can be more of your complete sexual self. The other way around, it's much, much more tricky because if you're your complete sexual uh, uninhibited self prior to him deciding to make you the one, then there can be an issue for him because of his fear that you will not be faithful and monogamous. Mm -hmm. I don't believe you have anything to worry about. I'm not hearing any signs and, and listening to you and, and getting a sense of your self that you are a, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not a flamboyant woman putting yourself out there with sexy pictures and causing no. him, right? No, yeah. Right? Causing him to fear that he's going to, you know, lose you or uh, doesn't have control of his wife and family or uh, that you're this suddenly turning into this loose woman. Mm-hmm. No, this is with him in the confines of your marriage. It will only help solidify the bond that you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's okay for me to initiate, and can I try new things on bed too? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I try and... Pardon me? Like new, new positions. When in committed monogamous relationships, many times, and when I say committed, I mean um, when a man has seen you as a woman of value to marry, it's part and parcel of Freud's Madonna Horse Syndrome that the man will not even exert his full sexual self with you because of this and he may not be doing anything that he would feel would debase you so in other words the positions he feels and it's why you know years ago um, I used to just to tell you this I used to counsel seniors and I, I I'll never forget working with a gentleman and um, totally in love with his wife for years. And he discussed the fact that he was always saddened by the fact that they never had oral sex. Mm. She never performed oral sex on him. And I was, you know, being a, a woman in my era and, and, and I was just... It was I was young at this younger, much, much younger at this time when I was doing this work, and I was I, I couldn't help I think he saw my shock, you know, and i in in counseling, I said to him, "I'm so sorry that she didn't get to experience that with you." And he looked at me like I had three heads because I was a woman of value in his eyes, vis-a-vis my um, role as in his life as a supportive counselor and he in saying this it was very sad to him and I asked him then which I tend not to but I asked you know why 
was it that you did never discuss this desire with her and never fostered this in your relationship vis-a-vis the confines of your marriage? And he said, at the time, you have to understand, this was way back when we were dating. It was in the, I think, the late 40s. And he said, you know, good women at that time just would not even consider, no matter, even in marriage, um, performing oral sex on a man. And I I was floored with that. Right, but he said yes. Mm-hmm. Now it, the society has changed enormously. Thank goodness, right? So the whole point is that um, now, even though your your husband will, what I'm saying is that your husband will revere you as the woman that he's put that place that kind of value on, which is you are in the first category of more Mother Mary and Madonna, right? Mm-hmm. How, so he will not be the one initiating different things with you because of that value he's placed. If you do, you give him the okay, and that that doesn't devalue you in his eyes at all. He's merely being respectful of your boundaries, so to speak, and he doesn't want to push them. Mm-hmm. If you do, he will be, I believe, exceedingly happy that you have. Mm-hmm. In other words, if you think think about this couple that I was telling you about, if mm-hmm. the wife had said, you know, I love you so much, and and she gave him oral sex, and that that's she knows that's only with him. He is going to feel like king of the castle. Mm-hmm. So a new position, and is going to make him feel special like that, and that you want to please him and he's still going to see you as that woman of value because you're in the confines of him having already committed to you if you were dating at this juncture and you said you know we haven't tried anything new um we i I really want him to commit and he hasn't proposed i would say then hold off Mm-hmm. Hold off a bit on doing that because he needs to make the decision and we need to see him seeing you as that woman of value. And you want to really go about that gingerly um, because he's the one that has to make that decision that you are that woman of value. But once that is made, you're much, much, much more in the clear, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I hope that helps. That helps. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's something that you're really going to have to try and see the response you get. I dare say I think it will be quite well received. 
because you are saying to, you're showing to him not saying but showing him that you are honoring his desires mm -hmm. because he has committed if everything else in your relationship is going fairly well, you have a good relationship, he's being faithful, he's providing for you and your daughter, and you're having a good relationship, I hope you will step into what it is that is coming naturally to you instead of putting a cap on yourself and not allowing yourself to be the completely full feminine being you are. And that includes you as a sexual being. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm hmm Yes. And as far as the gifts, uh, really think about, okay, I'm going to step into the happiness of this relationship, that it is going well, that I'm going to be that full sexual being. And then there's just those little hints like, honey, Valentine's Day is coming up. You know, just cute little things that can remind him, right? And I wouldn't worry so much about now because of his obvious commitment, the the little things in that way. He's is is he valuing you in all other ways? If he is, drop those little hints, see where you get. I'd love to talk to you again. I'd love for you to try and see where you get and see the his response and see if there's this change that I think will be very profound and actually a very good thing for you too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you gave me good ideas. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm mm -hmm. so glad to do so. And I hope this is helpful to many women thinking about the same uh, issues in marriage and I'm glad I can be of help if you like this podcast please uh, subscribe and, and share with your friends and if you know someone who you think might make a good guest if that's yourself go to realcoachingconversations.com fill out a little form and you and I could be talking in the meantime don't forget for the man in your life make him wonder Thank you for listening to Make Him Wonder. If you've benefited from today's conversation, please subscribe and share. Connect with Coach Paula at makehimwonder.com. There you can take several relationship evaluations, discover her books and other resources, and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you.